Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl. With 30-plus years of automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Welcome to You Ought to Know FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you have a small grocery store, liquor store, or and you're looking for cashiers that are dependable and show up on time and don't get sick, you might want to look at a self-checkout. I'm telling you, labor costs are skyrocketing, and self-checkout is the solution. Look at Walmart, Home Depot, and Costco. They're using them. Uh, If you have a liquor store, like I mentioned, a corner market, or even a larger grocery store, go for it. Nationally recognized for their superior service and technical support is uh, National Cash Register. You've heard about them. And these guys have been doing it, the self-checkout, for over 20 years. They'll provide you a meat and produce scale. They've been in San Diego since 75. They've got over 150 years' experience with point-of-sale systems. Uh, San Diego native Jeff and Mark Sanders run the show, and customer satisfaction is their number one goal. Call to action at southwestpointofsale.com. That's www.southwestpos.com. They service everything they sell remotely and on uh, online seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Also, hot rods and custom stuff. If you've got a or wanting to buy a hot rod, hey, Hot Rods and Custom Stuff has one. If you own one and you don't know who built it but you need it worked on, they can do all of the above. Go to HotRodsCustomStuff.com or call them at 760-745-1170. That's HotRodsCustomStuff.com. All right, I'm bopping around in the 2022 Volkswagen Golf Autobahn Edition. Uh, it's a six-speed manual. What a blast to drive. I, I just got to tell you. I mean, it's this is cool looking. Uh, nothing fancy, but man, does it get out and scoot. It's got a little uh, two-liter turbo putting out about 241 horsepower. This one's Moonstone Gray. Nice Harman Kardon sound system. Heated seats, head-up display. Uh, you can get 24 city, 34 highway, 28 combined. I'm getting a little over 34, I think 35, 36. If I keep my foot out of it, which seems to be a tad bit of a problem. Red calipers, red ambient lighting inside, uh, heated seats, cooled seats. Uh, no navigation because they're asking you to use your Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Now, I have to tell you, I was never a fan of that until I went cross-country 
and brought a vehicle back from Kentucky, and I used it. It was amazing. So it's gotten a lot better since it first came out. Before, if I put my phone hooked up, I couldn't hear the radio. It was terrible. Not anymore. This thing really, really takes care of it. You've also got uh, tons of safety equipment. I mean, you got lane departure. You got front and rear sensors. You got great cameras. Uh, you've got uh, a hill hill lock. So if you are in a hilly area, because this is a manual, and you go to put it in first gear, you know if you're not quick from the gas pedal, from the brake to the gas to the clutch, you know you can roll back and smack somebody. Not with this one; it'll lock you down until you can get moving. And the minute you let the clutch out, the brakes release, and away you go. Seats are very very comfortable. It's got a sunroof in it. I'm not a sunroof guy, but. And I like the the shade that they use instead of a solid. It's more of a like a window shade, so you do still get some ambient lighting that comes into it. Uh, it's got puddle lighting, which is kind of cool. You open the door, and it's just a bunch of dots on the ground, but it does light up to where you're going to step out. You know, so if there is a puddle, you're not going to step into it. Uh, you've got uh, second row. Really, has got good seating. I uh, got tons of headroom. Second row, like I said, the seats fold forward uh, so that if you need to, uh, you know, load up some gear, you know, you can do that as well. It's got a nice uh, cargo cover on the back that protects all your your personal belongings in the event, you know, somebody walks by and happens to look in it. There's no way they can see what you have in the back. Dual exhaust. and very, you know, it's very subtle, but stylish. Uh, I love the red accents because it's a uh, GTI. You know, it's got all the bells and whistles. And it's not stupidly priced. And and that's that's what's really interesting. Uh, my particular model that I had, it based out at $37,995. And then it tested at 39385 So there wasn't a whole lot of feet or a whole lot of options i mean what you see is kind of what you get but like i said it's if you're a volkswagen fan and you know you love scooting around because this thing's got uh, sport suspension so that when you go into the turns you've got all the confidence to know you're coming out the other end and you're coming out the other end smiling from ear to ear uh, great, great warranty on this particular car. You get a four-year, 50,000-mile bumper-to-bumper. You get a two-year, 20,000-mile maintenance package, which is huge. Roadside assistance. Uh, it's just a fun little car. I mean, this is a car uh, that you could give to a kid going off to college. I mean, he or she can get great fuel mileage, great storage space. If they're sports-minded, you can throw a rack on top. You know, for skiing. And by the way, this does have the little door in the middle so that if you want to throw a set of skis in there, you can do it. Center console is great. It's got uh, cell phone charging right there in the center console, wireless. The only thing I didn't notice was there's no, there's these those little tiny ports. Uh, they're not USB. I can't remember what they call them, but, but there's two of them in the dash. But if you need to use a USB, you have to use that 12-volt receptacle, which is right between you and the passenger. 
you stick that in and then you stick your USB connector and you're and you're good to go. So it's not difficult at all. Uh, like I said, the Harman Kardon was really nice. Uh, getting to some of the like climate controls and you know getting it to cool down, yeah, it was a little bit of a challenge. But then again, it's just just different than a lot of other cars. So you have to kind of play with it a little bit. But once you uh, once you've done that, you know, then you know you're pretty much you're pretty much good to go. But uh, if you like. If you like Volkswagens and you're a Jetta or a, or a Golf fan, you're absolutely going to love this little hot rod because it just it was just a ton of fun. I would definitely put this in my driveway uh, if that was the case because <laughs> I happen to like little sporty cars. Uh, you know, I have my own personal vehicle; it doesn't even have a back seat. But this was just a lot of fun. So. If you can find one at the lot, 2022 Volkswagen Golf GTI Auto Bond Edition, you can get an automatic. So, if you're not a stick shift person, and I have to tell you that stick shift is just butter, butter smooth. You get the RPMs upright. You don't even need to use a clutch. But I've seen you drive, Brandon, so you have to use a clutch. Sorry, you get a have to. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about. Well, you know. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, I've never used a stick shift before. So. Oh, my gosh. I can't, You kill me. What do you mean you never used a stick shift before? I've yet to practice with it. My sister has a vehicle with stick shift. She's still, not going to let you drive that. Exactly. No one lets me drive. No, you'll burn that clutch up so bad it'll be... <laughs> and it's... I mean, people tell me all the time, well, I'm to a certain age. I, uh, I want an automatic. No, I'm just the opposite. Give me a stick. I love stick shifts. But that's just me. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Christian Barclay is going to talk Lexus. It looks like it's the LX600. I'm sure she's only going to ride in the back seat. She's not going to drive that. That's a limo car. Right here on You Auto Know, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to You Auto Know, FM 961. AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Express Auto Service, 7633 El Cajon Boulevard. Check them out at Express Auto Service La Mesa. They work on all my cars, family-owned and operated. Just do a phenomenal job. Work on classics as well. You have to get in line, but boy, I tell you, Dave does a phenomenal job. All right, we got Christian Barclay on the line today. How you doing, kiddo? I'm well, and how about yourself? Just living the dream of... And I uh, hear you're driving, or you have been driving, a Lexus LX600. Isn't that the big limo? It, it, it is the uh, the big SUV. You know, it's, Oh, it's, the SUV. I think, okay, I got you. Yeah, I think it's confusing to some because it was the LX570. And uh, okay. And okay. it and replaced it. Yeah, because I, I got a, a, quite a bit of questions about that where they were like, I haven't heard of the LX600. And I was like, um, yeah, I had to look into that too. But I think there's a four-door, I think, isn't Lexus building a four-door sedan that's a 600 or no? Oh, uh, that may be possible. Yeah. I know they, um, their sedans, I mean, especially their big ones, are built kind of like tanks, you know? I mean, they drive yeah. well, but they just feel super solid. Um, I mean, so did this LX600, you know, it's a body-on-frame on uh, SUV. And I think what often is overlooked is that um, Lexus designs these SUVs for off-roading um, not to say that like that's the primary use that customers buy them for, but to say it is capable. I mean, incredibly capable. I've driven some of these at a uh, truck rodeo tracks, 
and they've performed really, really well. Now, I don't know who's buying a $106,000 SUV and taking it off-road where it's going to get scratched and dinged and muddy and, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, it, it's there if, if you want to. Um, I, I don't think I would use it that way, but, uh, again, it, it's there if you want to. I think one of the things that's throwing me, though, is that um, these big SUVs like this, you know, they keep putting the bench seats, or the, the rather the captain seats in the back seat versus the bench seat, which is old school. Um, so you're driving this big SUV that's three rows, but it still only seats seven. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it kind of like throws me for a loop because, you know, I just had family visiting and there's four of them, four of us. So now you have eight. Um, we were frequently taking two vehicles anytime we went somewhere, which with the price of gas, um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of crazy. So I get that, you know, especially my kids at 12 and almost 14, which is crazy to say, um, they don't want a bench seat, even though there's that space in between them, they want the captain's chairs. So I understand that. And I know a lot of people are putting adults in the second row. So I get it, but I guess it would be nice to have an option where you could put in a middle seat if you needed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, you know that's I mean? that's what I think, too, because I know people think they'd like that, that uh, just captain chairs and they're happy with it. But if it's not accommodating, then you have to have a feature to where you should be able to have a second row bench. Right, because I just think that most people that are buying three-row SUVs, um, they're buying them because they want to haul people. They're buying them because they don't want the minivan, um, and they want the you know ability to haul people, family haulers as they call them. Right. Um, but, you know, so I don't know. Um, there's five trims, and I was in the S-Sport. So you can get the LX, which is the basic, the premium, the S-Sport, mm-hmm. or the luxury. Or if you really want to go all in, you can get the ultra luxury. Uh, but, they, they, you know, they've made some really nice improvements. They mm-hmm. have a, a nice interior um, that is is got a good layout. Um, they've taken away that trackpad that we've all despised for so long. Mm-hmm. And now they have a touchscreen, well, two actually touchscreens, a 12.3-inch for almost everything. And then below it, there's a 7-inch where you can control your climate, which is great. Um then they've got a, a wireless phone charger. I will say, have you? So you haven't been in the LX600 yet, have you? No. Okay. So they're they have the wireless phone charger, which you know you and I are always talking about how convenient it is. But this one was finicky, mm. and I tried three different phones, and like it would be charging, and then you know five ten miles down the road it wouldn't be charging, and mm. I only noticed it because I was going somewhere and was like, oh, I don't need my cord. It's got the wireless charging pad, whatever. Right. I left the house at like seventeen percent. And I get to wherever I'm going, and I'm like at 18%. I've driven like 45 minutes. So I'm like, what in the world? Whoa. So I look down, and it wasn't charging. So then I like switched, and I put my brother's phone on. I'm like, well, maybe it doesn't like my case or whatever. No, same thing with his. We were having to like, you know, try in the middle, try mm-hmm. to the left, try mm-hmm. to the right. So just be aware that it seems like it's a little finicky. Um, cool well, box in a console. Yeah. With, you know, I mean, it's a nice feature. Do you use it? We used it chocolate-covered almonds at the store and didn't want them to melt in the 100-degree heat. Um, I guess it'd be great for if you're on medication that has to stay refrigerated and you're taking a long road trip, you don't want to mess with a cooler, right? Um, but, you know, one of the things that I found interesting is it's a new chassis now, and they're using the same chassis on the LX600 as on the new Toyota Tundra. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Fun yeah. fact. Yeah, it is. Uh you know, it's funny you say that about the charger because I, 
last two Lexus I had, the charging uh, was intermittent. I just thought, you know. And the other thing, my wife and I went out last night, and she took her phone, and she wanted to charge it up. But she had put a um, a magnet, you know, on the back of her phone case, so she could. Right. St- they will not charge if you have a magnet on the back of your charger or on the back of your phone. You know, I was telling my brother that when he was visiting because I looked at his case and I was like, "Hey, you've got that magnetic thing on your case," and I said that won't work with most nope. of the wireless chargers. Nope, none um, of them that I'm aware of. Yeah, like you have to use the cable. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I've got a big case on mine, but it works with most of the. Uh, of the wireless charging pads that are out there, which I like. Well, you probably got, um, what, an OtterBox? No, actually, gosh, now I'm going to have to look up who makes mine. <laughs> I want to see it's Casetify. Okay, so I've got the um, OtterBox, which is a tank, but it, it works on, you know, I'm driving a little Volkswagen, you know, a little Golf, and it works, yeah, it works. And I like the fact that it tells you on the dash that it's hooked up. Right. Yeah. You know what? Same thing. I love it when like the infotainment system shows you the little battery indicator. Right. I'm not having to look like is because a lot of times, otherwise, you're looking down at your phone screen to see like did it did it match up? Is it still on? Well, and that, um, and then if you look at your phone screen, it's dark. See, and in your case where the thing was intermittent, it would have been nice to have that tell you on the dash that oh, by the way, your phone's not charging. Yeah, I think it actually did, and that was when I kept like, okay, let me move it. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. you move it around, go to the left, go yeah. to the <laughs> Yeah, which, you know, typically they're not like that, so I don't know. It was just kind of moody. I wonder if that could be fixed by a software update. I don't know. Um, and, and, you know, folks, we're, we are picking on it, but, I mean, it is such a minuscule thing compared to what you get when you're in the 600s. I mean, because this thing is so capable of doing so much. I mean, you're right. It can tow up to 8,000 pounds. It's got a, a turbo 3.4 V6 with 409 horsepower. And you know what? Still fuel efficient for its size. Um, 19 combined, wow. 17 city, 22 highway. We got around 18, which was much better than sure. the uh, Infiniti QX80 my brother was driving. Um, you know, Marlin had a, a Lincoln Navigator, mm-hmm. and we were kind of comparing the two. And, and he said, you know, there's there's differences, you know, in both of them. And he said, you know, the Lincoln Navigator is not really as off-road capable as the Lexus. The Lexus kind of has that off-road DNA right. uh, coming over from that Tundra, you know, background. Um, but he was saying that, and I, and I thought this was interesting, the Navigator is bigger. You know, it's, it's larger on the exterior and on the interior. Um, but he was saying that it's a tough choice because it kind of seems like it comes down to a personality choice. Um, you know, when you're, when you're looking at it, cause the prices are very comparable and a lot of people, it's a little, it doesn't, you know, need as much room when you're mm-hmm. parking, when you're, you know, in the parking garage, whatever. However, you know, he was saying that when you compromise on that size, you know, and I thought it was a good point. Brother was in town, put seven of them, you know, seven all total on the Lincoln navigator, took them to the airport and behind that third row, using all three rows, plenty of space for your luggage, not much cargo space in the LX600 when you're using the third row. Why am I bringing that up? You know what? A lot of people are not going to use all three rows and need that cargo space, right? A lot of times you go to the grocery store, you go to, you do your Costco run, kids are in school, whatever. It's just you. You put the row down. You've got plenty of space. Bring it up because when we're telling people, you know, hey, go drive the vehicle. Use it the way you would, you would in your daily life. Don't necessarily take points off for that lack of cargo space behind the third row if you're not going to use it that way. You know what I you know what I mean? I mean yeah. it's just, 
I, I think sometimes people were like, just they read a review or they listen and they go, oh, well, yeah, you know, no, I don't like that. I need the room. But do you? Um, because we didn't. Because at first I was like, oh, well, that's not good. You know, if, if you've got the third row up and there's not mm-hmm. there's kind of as much space as an old school Tahoe. But then I went to, to the store and I'm putting the third row down and I'm using it. And I'm like, you know what? In my real life, I'm not ever using the third row and using the cargo space at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, very rarely. Very, very rarely do I have enough passengers. See, yeah. I think if I had anything to do with it, I would want that third row to fold down into the floor. Right. And then that way I've got all the cargo space I need. But then if I have to haul some people, I can just flip that up. And I don't – I'm sure there must be something underneath there that's you know, not allowing that to happen or the cost factor to have a seat that will flip and flop and fold. But to me, if I'm going to spend that much money for that vehicle, I want to be able to just fold the back seats clear out of the floor until I need them. But that's just well, no, and they do, and they and it, and it does, it does. I'm just saying that I oh, think it does? a lot of people just you know it does. I'm, what my point was, that I think a lot of people uh, look at the space without folding them over. Does that make sense? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay. Because I've talked to friends that will look at a vehicle, like they'll go to. Let me give you an example. They'll go to an automotive show, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And all three rows are up. And they'll go, you know how people go and they like open the back door, they right. open the, the hatch or whatever. Right. And then they go, oh, well, there's no space there. But then when you're talking to them and you're like, okay, but look, you're a family of four. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, you're taking your kids' friends, you're hauling them to the soccer game or to the concert or whatever. Right. But I'm like, how often are you also using that cargo space at the same time you're using that third row? Right. And then you start thinking about it, they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm bringing it up to like, don't take off points for that necessarily, right? right? Like you need right. to think about how you're using the vehicle. Um, because I like the LX 600. I like the S-Sport. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's a nice vehicle. It's got that large grill, which turns some people off. Um, but you know, I still think it's a big contender for the body on frame SUVs. There's yeah. not a lot of them anymore. That's right. Um, especially one that's just fuel efficient. And it's a signature that grill is a signature whether you like it or not it's a signature you're totally right and, yeah. and i think it's one of those things because everything is transitioning to big grills or like you know mm-hmm. um signature grills if you want to call it i think it's one of those things that's like you know maybe a year two years from now we won't even be talking about them anymore right. because they just it's just the new thing it is hey when you get a chance go to google and uh, punch in buick wildcat concept i've seen it it's amazing <sighs> isn't it i got to go to the reveal and i was all by myself it was just me and a couple of buick people i'll send you the interview it that piece of jewelry is uh, it'll never be built but omg if that's the future of electric vehicles i am very excited we just gotta figure out how to charge them up hey how do people I mean- follow you around there sunshine yeah, focusdailynews.com or, or find us over on Facebook at YAK Radio. And hey, I look forward to talking to you next week. All right, me too. Right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to You Ought to Know, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by John's Automotive Care, 6267 Riverdale Street in San Diego. Go to John's with an S, San Diego Auto Repair.com. Nap Auto Care, ASE certified, AAA approved. You can't beat it. All right. Brian is working his way to Santa Barbara. So I am going to go ahead and run the Ford Mustang interview 
They're coming out with a new model uh, package, actually, and they asked you, the fans, to name it. Take a listen. All right, folks. Well, you know how Ford likes to get you, the fans, involved? Well, Jim Owens, Mustang marketing manager, is constantly coming up with ideas and suggestions. Well, it looks like they've got a phenomenal package put together, and you're going to love it. So, Jim Owens, lay it out. What do we got? Well, Dave, so, you know, Mustang is the single most shared vehicle on social media platforms, right? Far and above, right? Without and a doubt. Without a doubt. And, you know, longest continuous running nameplate, you know, thanks Corvette for, for getting 83 model year. Um, and, you know, so what better way to turn over, you know, to those 10 million plus Mustangs that we produce and, you know, the probably 20 plus million owners than to have them be part of, you know, naming a product. And so what we did is, you know, we, we've done, you know, surveys and stuff like that in the past and, you know, before the internet and social media had re- reached, you know, it's you know, Zenith today and how you can reach people, but we've never got after as a social program, like asking, what did the consumers think? You know, and 29,000 people responded with names and suggestions. Wow. We had like 11,000 in the first hour. Um, Yeah, it was pretty cool. And, and, you know, it's, it, it, with the Mustang Mach-E, right? So part of the family, right? We have Mustang Mach-E, which is our electric version, and then you have the internal combustion, right? GT, EcoBoost, Mach 1, Shelby GT500. Um, We did the ice white package where we had the Mach-E and the Mustang with the same packages in the same name. So we thought, all right, why not let the fans decide? And so they provided literally 29,000 names, like we said, and we reviewed them, called them down, took out the ones that were, you know, that couldn't be used and then did, you know, trademark searches and clearances associated with it and came down to a called list, went over there, and then it was down to four names and ended up being Night Pony. And it's spelled N-I-T-E Pony. And if you think of it, it's the black appearance package that we're doing, which we've had in various forms gosh, yeah. as long as I remember, right? And um, so, it, you know, representing that that evening color of the sky and how the Mustang looks with the, you know, the black wheels and the black painted roof. And, you know, we're going to unveil the 23 Mustang Mach-E that has the Night Pony package as well. Um, but it was just a cool way to, to connect with the audience, especially given, you know, you know, people's love of Mustang where they tattoo it on their body. Um, yeah. But they share it socially, and what better way to do it than that? That, you know, out of 23,000 names, man, that's – now, did one person pick that name, or was that more than – was that entered more than once? Um, so I don't know the answer to that one. Um, cause we did have to like call together names that were similar, um, oh, I got and then, that you couldn't use, um, and then put the four out, um, that were the, 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 how do we say this selected when we go through the process that could be used. And, um, and, and that's where it came up with, which was night pony and we couldn't be more happy. And, you know, seven thirty um, on Friday, we're going to have both of the cars there, um, wow. but we're 
we're going to be talking about something that I think you're going to be pleased with in your audience. Um, you know that we've said we're going to reveal the seventh generation of Mustang um, in uh, September in Detroit at the North American International Auto Show. And, um, and the, I don't know if you've seen the social media piece, but we have a little Easter egg in there that is the manual transmission shift indicator as a punctuation mark. And, you know, it is going to be, you know, another way to save the manual transmission. And we have a cool announcement surrounding that um, that is going out on 730 at Friday. Um, and you need to pay attention because it might fit into the discussion we had about you driving out here at some point in time. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, so are you gonna num are you gonna number like the first five hundred night ponies? Are you gonna do anything like that? Because you know the collectors out there, the collectors yeah. out there. You know, I could babble about Mustangs for you know just about ever, and so I'm talking to these people as we're doing this, and I'm like, you know, like the Twister Special or the High Country Special, or you know the Blue Bonnet Edition, right? Like we've done the Sidewinder. The Miami yeah. Heat edition. Like, we've done things over the years with unique nomenclature that means something. And it literally is, it's an appearance package that's on the, you know, either the Cooper convertible, but right. it is something that the enthusiasts years from now will look on and go to the Marty report to see how many of those were made. Right. <laughs> but we're not going to do the first 500. We're not going to okay. do that. That's, I was just checking, but remember the California special? Look how rare that car is. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, that's how it came up. We stole, the, well, I should say, we stole some of stuff, right, with the side scoops yep. um, off of the off of the 50 and trade jokes back in the day. And uh, that GT Cal Special, they have their own registry. And the gentleman yeah. who, who runs it is in California. Um, and he used to make these Cal Special watches that were like wooden that had the original logo on them. It was pretty cool. And again, the Cal Special carries on through today, but that's how sometimes nomenclature weaves into the enthusiast community. Oh, man. I'm so excited. Hey, you got Woodward coming up this weekend, my friend. How many, uh, you got a couple cars coming? <laughs> yeah, it's Woodward Dream Cruise. We're approaching 30 years. Did, wow. um as a soccer field charity event that started at nine mile and Ferndale, we'll have a million people and 43,000 cars on the oldest paved road in America. Oh my God. Are, are you going to be, uh, are you going to be, you know, putting that on some kind of social media p uh, platform? So if people can't attend, they can at least watch videos uh, or, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, um, if you go to the, the FordPerformance.com and okay. Ford.com, we will be having social posts and videos up there. Um, and, you know, influencers, Mustang influencers who come out are going to be spending time driving up and down Woodward, taking clips and posting them as well. All right, buddy. Well, I can't wait for the release. Uh, we will be talking down the road. And, uh, the boy, the night pony. I cannot wait to see that car. And are you changing? Are you coming up with a specific logo for that pony, or is it going to look like your no, normal pony? It's going to be the normal. How do I say this? Um, it will the be the normal Mustang. Be normal Mustang, but the pony package or the the pony on the package is um, is black 
the black appearance. So the uh, night pony is front will be black. All right, buddy. Hey, it's always great talking to you, and I'm going to do everything I can to try to pull off a, a road trip next year on a Mustang, and uh, I'll bring my recorder, and I'll I'll just record the you-know-what out of anybody and everybody you want me to record, and then we'll put that back on uh, you ought to know here in San Diego. As a, as a car enthusiast, Dave, you need to make the trip once in your lifetime. I will. It's on, it's number one on my bucket list. So, you know, like we talked off air, I did a Maverick cross country. That was a bucket list. wasn't because it was a Maverick. I just wanted to come cross country in a Ford. I did it. So now I want to run the route. Also, and I just picked up three new shirts from the Auto Museum, and one's a Route 66, and the other two are Mustangs. So those are the shirts I'll wear. That sounds great. I look forward to seeing you, Dave. All right, buddy. You take care. Be safe. All right, folks, welcome back to You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Oh, you meathead board op. Hey, I'm telling you, we got to get a new one. No. No? Keep Brendan. You keep Brendan? Okay, we'll keep Brendan. This segment is brought to you by Convoy Auto Repair. They're up there at 3909 Convoy Street, Nap Auto Care, ASC certified, AAA approved. Can't ask for anything better than that. Great warranty. Clear across the United States. Dave and his gang really do a phenomenal job. And Collision Doc, Kearney Maseth, you got a ding, major, uh, minor, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, co- uh, Collision Doc can take care of it for you. Go to up there and give them a call, 858-252-7890. All the insurance companies recognize them. Everything is certified. Can't ask for anything better than that. Well, we got Brian Armstead on the line. He's been traveling across the United States and finally has landed in lovely Santa Barbara. So he was able to jump on a phone. How you doing, bud? I'm great. How are you, Dave? No, you know, living the dream. Sorry about the the weather out here. It's kind of nice. Uh, see, see, now, I was in a good mood, okay? <laughs> you're going to suck up now. So you're going to call my man Brenda the meathead. Okay? Oh, that's you're okay. Gonna, but, but he knows I love him. against you. Yeah, two strikes against you already. You're lucky you got Brittany there. There's to be some fireworks going on here. Oh, you should see the look she's giving me when I called him that. Oh, my gosh, she's giving me the death stare. Uh Uh-oh, now she's putting her headphones on because now she knows I'm talking about her. Jeez. Well, I was just saying. Hi, Brian. She said that you have to keep me in line. Sometimes. Yeah. So what what are we reviewing? Because what you told me, I couldn't find it. Well, that's because I gave you the wrong. Uh, you oh. know, let me let me explain to you what's going on here and the reason why I'm so confused, okay? <laughs> We're going to talk about the 2022 Mercedes GLE. Well, you know why I'm, I'm confused, Dave? Why? Here's the reason. Mercedes-Benz SUV. SUVs. Right. I'm at the NBUSA website. There's the GLA, the GLB, <laughs> GLC, the GLC Coupe. The GLE, they skip D, thank you. The GLE Coupe, the GLS, the Maybach GLS, the G Class. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's just like, you know, 20 freaking. <laughs> but I get it, man. They're, you know, sport you say are all the rage. Uh, this one is a particularly nice one. It starts at 56, 150. Mm-hmm. Of course, I have to have this slightly fancier version, which is the uh, 450 formatic uh, uh, GLE. Now, you can get a base three, three and a half liter V6, or you can go with the uh, 
I'm sorry, they're not three and a half liter V6 anymore. It's probably a two liter uh, turbo four. Right. Because the 450, the 450 now has a three liter turbo four. So, uh, you know, gone are the days when you could match a Mercedes Benz to the number. Right. So let's go back to the, uh, let's go back to the 2022 GLE 450 formatic. 63,950. All the bells and whistles that I have, seventy nine nine one five. I like the vehicle, Dave. It's uh, first of all the color is just absolutely spectacular. It's like an emerald green. It's called emerald green metallic. Mm. Seven hundred fifty dollar option. Comes with macchiato beige and black leather. A sixteen hundred twenty dollar option. And a natural green brown walnut trim. A genuine steel at only a hundred sixty dollars. You walk up to the car, the moonlight hits it, the sunlight hits it. Even on a, a cloudy day, the emerald green metallic is spectacular. Mm. It rides on 23-inch, 21-inch AMG multi-spoke wheels. They are a $1,100, an $1,100 option. Well worth it because they just make the car pop. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the mid-size one. You know, of course, you have a, one above it. But it just does everything well. The GLS is the, is the biggest one, and I believe that uh, used to be called the, um, what was that called before? The uh, uh, M-Class, I believe. But anyway, they've changed all the different nomenclature, here, everything to G now. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I get it, because at the top of the heap is the G-Class. So that's been always like an iconic luxury vehicle that everybody has just wanted to own. So I understand why they would call it a G-Class and then work their way down with the sub-variants of it. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This Mercedes has so many vehicles these days, it's just hard to keep track of what's what. So when I told you it was a GL, what did I tell you, a GLB? Yeah, I, actually, I think what you had told me, to be honest, I wrote it down, it was a Benz MBE. <laughs> oh, MBE. <laughs> I go, MBE? Okay, time to go digging in the well, internet. It, it's uh, see well well there's some truth to that because when you drive a Mercedes you get a much better experience. That's right. <laughs> okay, so I, I like that. Off the back. yeah, I like it too. Flying cross country uh, and you're this sharp. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'm not, I'm not sharp. I almost I look I look look. Brandon <laughs> Bell beyond you, you guys Bell beyond. I looked out at the clock and you know it said six thirty five. I'm like. Six. I'm sorry, five thirty-five, and I'm like, "Uh-oh, get a smelly." I called and said, "We ran the tape. We're going to get you on oh, the next yeah. segment." So hey. I apologize for not being on time. No, 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 no. Hey, uh, we're we're here to protect you. You know, you're you're on our side. We're here for you, brother. Yeah. So three liter inline turbo, three hundred sixty-two horsepower, three hundred sixty-nine pound feet of torque, accelerates very nicely. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have a lot of turbo lag. You don't hear a lot of turbo whine. You don't hear any at all, as mm. a matter of fact, because, you know, when you're in a Mercedes, you're kind of coddled from right. all the elements, you know. And even with a full panoramic glass roof, mm-hmm. which has a really nifty uh, power sunshade, uh, you don't you don't get a lot of intrusion of road noise. I mean, I'm sure that has a lot to do with the tires, uh, a lot to do with the geometry, the suspension geometry, and the, and the sheer of the chassis dynamics with the Mercedes-Benz automobile. But, you know, I'm not shy about really having a passion for 
Mercedes-Benz vehicles. As a matter of fact, uh, my four cars will be featured in the Mercedes-Benz Club's next issue of the Star. Really? We did some shooting. Over, yeah, we did some shooting over the past week, and the came, photos came out really nice. A little, uh, you know, about a fifteen. Actually, it was about two thousand word, uh, two thousand words to go along with it. So it should be a great story to you know, kind of see where I am with my own personal collection. But everything's kind of going towards electrification now. Mm. As a matter of fact, next month in Denver, I believe it is, uh, I drive one of their um, new electrified sport utilities or electrified sedans. I can't remember what it is, but mm-hmm. it's electric that much I do know. So everybody's kind of moving towards electrification now. Yeah. But as long as internal combustion engines still reign supreme, Mercedes Benz will still continue to build some really cool cars. Uh, and there's the Eco Start Stop. It's not as intrusive as the Mercedes Benz, as in some vehicles. Folks, if you don't know what that is, it's, you know, Mercedes just calls it Eco Start Stop. Some people call it Auto Start Stop. Right. Or whatever. You get right. the stoplight, the car shuts down. Dave, we've talked about this for years now. We, we both hate it. Yep. It's not so bad in the Mercedes because it doesn't just automatically shut down when you get to a stoplight. It kind of reads all the parameters. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it can stop down without, A, roasting you on a hot day, or, B, just causing all kinds of other problems. Then it will shut down. But Mercedes is smart. You don't have to go looking for the on-off switch. I comes in the Land Rover a couple of weeks ago. And our switch is nowhere to be found. It's, it's buried in the menu somewhere. Mm. Now, if you had a stoplight, do you want to really dig the eight layers of a menu to try to figure out how to turn the engine back on because it's 99 degrees outside and your AC can't keep up with the heat? No. You want to do what Mercedes-Benz does, and they put the auto stop start button right by the car start Right. Button. So you just you get in the car, you press start, and then you press the little start-stop button so a, a yellow, orange-yellow LED comes on. And you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the time because your car is not going to shut off. I do not want my car starting and stopping 500 times if I'm start, starting right. rush hour traffic. Uh, as you might expect, a ton of comfort and convenience items, those on climate control, kinetic entry, Bluetooth, 12.3-inch widescreen cluster in front of the driver, another 12.3-inch, widescreen display for your passenger or for yourself. Two beautiful displays. Now, they're connected in the same housing. So you got about 25 inches of real estate there with two 12.3 inches, two 12.3 inch displays. Mm-hmm. And it looks fabulous. They're electrochromatic. These are digital gauges, folks. And they, it just, I mean, the quality, the, it's like 4K right in front of your face. Wow. Head up display is crystal, crystal clear. Um, all of the parameters for, uh, you know, your, like, say you go to XM radio, Sirius XM, icons pop up, you can swipe left and right, or you can use on the screen, or you can use uh, the mouse down below. I had a couple of situations where my arm, you know, my, my, my arm length is 38 inches. So mm-hmm. My arm hangs over the armrest, so I'm always swiping something on the oh. mouse pad, and yeah. I only tend to swipe. Not a big fan of Mustangs. They were a disaster in Lexus. Yep. They're not a disaster in the Mercedes, but I, I just don't like them because you always end up changing something that you don't want to change. Right. Uh, so I would I would appreciate it, Mercedes, if you got away from the uh, touch pads here. Touch screens are really good. You perfected the rotary controller before you went to this touch pad foolishness. 
go back to the rotary controller. I think people like it now. You can spin, you can press. Right. You don't have to have your eyes on the screen to kind of intuitively figure out where you are uh, with, the, with the rotary controller. Right. And you can bump in. You can bump into it, and it's not going to do anything. You're not going to do anything, Dave. Right. I mean, I can't tell you how with uh, you know driving some of the Mercedes cars with the uh, you know with the touch with the touchpad. Yeah. Of yeah. course, of course, if it's a Benz, you've got a long, a long list of safety equipment. Right. Attention assist, active brake assist, active parking assist, blind spot assist, rear <laughs> view uh, camera, LED this, LED that. Just you know, then you have optional safety equipment, which includes the DA2 driver assistance package plus a $1,950 option. It includes active distance assist, discounted, active steering assist, active lane change assist, active emergency stop assist, active speed limit assist, active brake assist with cross traffic function, evasive steering assist, active lane keeping assist, active blind spot assist, free safe plus, which includes rear and collision protection. Route-based speed adaptation, active stop and go assist, and traffic sound assist. Whew, I need a drink. Yeah. Some, some sparkling water. Uh, quality ride with the aerobatic suspension package, $1,700 option. You got the AMG styling kit on it. This is not an AMG vehicle, but it has an AMG badge on the back because you have AMG Wheels, AMG diamond black grill, mm-hmm. like little AMG license plate stuck on the back of it. Uh, all kinds of options: seventy nine nine one five, twenty two combined, twenty city, twenty six highway. It's one heck of a nice vehicle, folks. Uh, it does everything well. It's got fullmatic, so you can get through fall weather. This is not an off road uh, vehicle, and you know, like in the sense that a Toyota Land Cruiser or a Jeep would be. But it's pretty capable in foul weather. Even in my Mercedes-Benz S-Class with formatic, with regular summer, t- well, you know, all-season tires, I was able to do pretty good in, in you know, four to six inches of snow. Oh, wow. So if you live in Montana, live in Montana or Wyoming, throw some snow, mm-hmm. snow uh, tires on it, some dedicated snows. If you live in other uh, communities where you don't get, you know, tw- 20 feet of snow, then uh, you, might be, uh, you might do just fine with this formatic setup. Right. Go to MBUSA.com, Dave, and you can check out all of the uh, thousands and tens of thousands of really nice sport utility vehicles that Mercedes-Benz offers. And, of course, I'm being silly, silly now, but it's a lineup that uh, even though we do this every day of our lives, it's just hard to keep track sometimes because they always seem to add another letter right. to, the, uh, to the sport utility equation. But right. overall... Very pleased with it. It's a, it's a buy in my book, and I certainly, um, you know, if I had eighty thousand dollars to spend on a quality sport utility, this would be one I would strongly consider. I have a funny feeling that would be the truth. All right, buddy, we're yeah, getting to the top of the hour. You have a wonderful uh, rest of your week. Thank you, thank you, guys. Okay. Go take, we'll go take, next Sunday. go take a nap. <laughs> uh, yeah, too much to do. Thank you, Dave. Thank All you, right. Dave. Thank you, Brendan. All Thank right, you. folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Racer Radio, Brittany's got a waterlogged race team all the way down from Bonneville. And let me tell you what salt does to your undercarriage. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you shortly on Racer Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. 